York Rangers lose in overtime to the Detroit Red Wings by a score of 3-2. to two. And we're 13 games in, and this team looks nothing like it did last season. And they're dropping points that they should easily be getting. This was a Red Wing team that just beat the Islanders yesterday, who's been playing pretty well. But the Rangers had a great start, great first period. They're up 2 nothing, And then in the second period, it all goes to shit. This team changes within within a game. There is no consistency with this team. Um, I just don't like how they're playing. Uh, nothing has really been spectacular. What is this team good at? I mean, we know that they're not a physical team at all. Like they're more of a finesse team, and if they're not willing to go to the the air the dirty areas, then they're going to be in trouble. Um, and there was a lot of line juggling going on. Give credit to Yaroslav Halak, who has struggled, you know, so far this season. The games that he has played. He's the only reason why the Rangers got a point out of this game. This is not something, you know, this reminds me of a lot of other games that we've seen this season. This, the San Jose Sharks one comes to mind. This is a game where you should be getting two points. But really, maybe there shouldn't be, we shouldn't be saying that word anymore with this team. They, they're acting as if, you know, we'll just, we'll, we'll turn it on at some point. It doesn't work like that. The reason why the Rangers were so successful last year in the playoffs is because of the the great work they did in the regular season as well. And like I said, it's early in the season, but this could get away from them pretty quickly. And I, like like I said, I blame can go around. They really can. I mean, Gerard Gallant, like, I don't understand. So Chris Kreider gets demoted to the fourth line. But then in overtime, for some reason, he's back out there with Zibanejad. Why the insistence on that? Like, I, and I know he scored the, the breakaway overtime winner against the Flyers, but come on, Capo Caco has been one of the Rangers' best players this season. He scored a goal in this game. Maybe give him a chance. So there was complete line juggling going on. Uh, Zach Jones played one shift in the third period. Uh, he is not NHL ready. Um, he's just not. And as much as I don't like Libor Hayek, yeah, you better believe that Hayek is probably – ahead of Zach Jones in the pecking order right now. Not by much, but he probably is. Not that that Hayek-Schneider pair was anything great either. They they paired Keandre Miller with Fox. Now keep in mind, this is because Ryan Lindgren is out. And that's, like I said, a very, very important injury. No Lindgren, but it's no excuse. And Philip Heedle did return today. Uh, I'm happy that he's back, but it's going to take him some time. And it's too, it's too bad because he got up to a really good start. But we can like go through each individual player I don't really want to, but I mean, there's it's more bad than good. Um, you know, Alexi Lafreniere, it, it's not been a good start to the season for him. And look, do I want him on the left wing? I do, but it doesn't mean that you should be performing like this on the right side. Uh, but I think that's the right thing to do. I think even if it means demoting Kreider, Lafreniere, you, you probably should put him on the left wing. And if you want to play him with Heedle, that's fine too. Um, but again, you know, for, for Chris Kreider, it's this is the Kreider that I'm accustomed to. One that is extremely inconsistent, invisible at times, just contributes absolutely nothing. Um, and you kind of saw that today. Uh, you know, and, and it's funny. Ryan Reeves was a healthy scratch. That and that's the direction I would have went in, and it didn't even matter. Uh, there's a lot of just no show performances. Sammy Blay. I mean, you're really getting just about nothing from him. He did draw a penalty in this game, but it's been bad. Um, yeah, I mean, the Zibanejad line, as it was, had a terrible change 
on the second Detroit goal. Just, I don't know what they were thinking about. They left Jones and Truba out to dry, and that's another one, Jacob Truba. You know, maybe naming him captain wasn't necessarily the best idea. Do I think that that's the reason why things are where they're at? No, but really? We, we want to name Jacob Truba the captain? Everything was fine with the A's. There was no, there was no issue there. I mean, they felt like they needed to force that for Jacob Truba. Not, not really. Didn't really agree with it then, and I certainly don't agree with it now. Um, so, you know, I, I think Adam Fox has been, although you know, maybe a little bit of spotty coverage on that overtime goal. Uh, you know, I think Fox has been pretty good, all is considered. But just, I, I don't, I don't feel all that confident in this team. I think they're more than capable of turning it around. But look, I mean, with Gerard Gallant, he's very good in the first year. And then after that, we've seen regression. Um, where Vegas, of course, had that amazing 2018 run. And then look, 2019, they made the playoffs. And there was some controversy there as well. Um, they, they, I mean, Vegas did kind of get fucked over against the Sharks. But still, it, it wasn't quite the same team is 2018 and this is this ranger team is not the 2022 rangers it's just not uh it's not as it's really not as good uh the work ethic isn't as good and so you know six four and three you, you've really technically lost more games than you've won uh so and, and the rangers at home have really been nothing special whatsoever and that was something that last year they were very good at madison square garden that's that there is no home ice advantage now so yeah it's you're getting some of these points, and you know if if they won, the tone would have. Let's say they somehow won an overtime shootout. I guess the tone would be different. But if we're being fair about things, like they de- they deserve to lose this game. They really, they truly did. Halak stole them a point that they didn't deserve to get. So, first period starts out actually really well. So that's what doesn't make sense about this team is it was a pretty well played first. Um, Julian Gauthier draws a penalty and Gauthier, you know, his play has tailed off, but you know, the problem with him is the coaching staff just will never trust him. He just, he doesn't have any two way game, but look, I still think that compared to others, like you may as well have him in there because he can draw penalties, if nothing else with the speed. Um, but you know, that happens and Rangers are unsuccessful on the first power play. And then Jacob Truba takes a holding penalty. Um, you know, just Truba, he's just not been very good um, as far as I see it. It's been a bad start to the season for Jacob Truba, and I don't I don't know how much better it'll get. Rangers do kill off that penalty, and then the Rangers take the lead. And it's a goal by Capo Caco, his third goal of the season from Crowder and Truba at 9-14. So the Rangers up one nothing, and, and for Caco, uh, he... I like what I've seen from him, and I'm glad that the points are starting to come with it. Hopefully he stays healthy. He deserves to really be one of the, the players that gets, you know, top ice time. Really does, uh, because he he looks like someone who, like, he has something to prove. Really, all of them do, but it's like, that's why I almost feel like, you know, I think Kako, I don't think it was deserved, but he was a healthy scratch in the last season. You know that was a motivating factor in his, you know, getting ready for the season. It just had to be. Um, so I kind of want to see that same accountability for other people. Look, I mean, uh, Chris Crowder's going to the fourth line, but where will he start next game? Like, let's not just so quickly move him back to Zabanajad's line. Speaking of Zabanajad, 
there's there is a penalty to Ben Sherratt. He interferes with Sammy Blay, and I, and Zibanejad scores a power play goal. Nice setup. It's Zibanejad's seventh goal of the season from Panarin and Fox, uh, with a little more than three minutes left in the first period. Gives the Rangers a two nothing lead. Uh, Filipino would take a penalty. He hooks David Perron, but the Rangers are able to kill that off. So the PK uh, gets it done in that instance. And, um, you know, but Halak was really starting to turn his game on because the Red Wings are starting to play better. And they carry that into the second period. And they score early. It's a goal by Matt Luff. His first goal of the season from Sherratt and uh, Sider. And so three minutes in to the second, it's now a 2-1 to one hockey game. And... Um, this was a goal where it was a deflection by Luff on the shot by Sharap. I believe the forwards on were Goodrow, Belay, and Carpenter. Um, and there was a turnover in the neutral zone, and the Rebbing score, uh, and they make it two to one. And then, to make matters worse, the Red Wings would tie it up. Uh, Pew Suter scores his third goal of the season from Hronik and Larkin. Uh, 8.37 in the second period. So, and, and this was where just a terrible change by the second line. Uh, all three of them, uh, Kako, Kreider, Zibanejad, they get off uh, when, you know, the Red Wings are basically have a three-on-two and Jones and Shruba, you know, not that you love that pair to begin with, but they're back there and uh, the suitor scores. Nothing a lot could do about it. That's a bad job right there. That can't happen. So it's tied up at two. Adam Fox would then take an interference penalty on you know, uh, as he interferes with Ben Sherratt. The Rangers kill that off, and it was just a bad second period. This is what we've seen from the Rangers, where they will have just absolutely awful periods, and they won't turn it around. Like, they just can't find it. Third period, there's line, this is where the line juggling comes in. Crowder moved down. He he was playing with uh, Carpenter and Gauthier. They moved Panarin up with Zibanejad and Kako. Um Trocek was with um, maybe Goodrow, I think, was was with Trocek. Uh, Lafreniere was on the left wing with Heedle. I know that. Um, actually, I think Blay was, was, was with Trocek. It was, I don't know what we're going to see next game, but yeah, none of it worked all that well. It was a better third period than the second it was, but still, we remain tied going into overtime. And in overtime, Keandre, and this is, again, why is Kreider starting at that overtime? I just, it doesn't make sense. And I know, I, I said it before, I know he scored last game, but, like, you demoted him. Like, why are you now rewarding him? And the same thing, I mean, as far as Zibanejad taking the faceoff, what are we doing there exactly? I mean, not the, I mean, Zibanejad had a terrible day on faceoffs. I, I just, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But, um... Keandre Miller does take a penalty. He holds the stick of David Perron at 144. And, you know, a bad turnover by Keandre Miller. Keandre Miller has not been that. You you would have figured that he would have taken a major step up. It's been a bad start for Keandre Miller. Um, and so now Red Wings have a power play. It's four on three, and they score. They win the game. It was easy. Kubalik, his sixth goal of the season from Perron and Sider. Great pass by Perron. Um, you know, Right through the six of Truba and Fox, and just an easy goal for Kubalik once it got to him. And the Red Wings win it 3 2 in overtime. Um, I should also mention Andrew Kopp uh, returns to MSG. Um, you know, wasn't involved in the scoring or anything, but, you know, Kopp is now on a Red Wing team that's been pretty good. Uh, better than the Rangers, I'd say. So now the Rangers, uh, they dropped the 6 4 and 3. They really got to start winning, and now they face the Islanders, who have given the Rangers problems. 
and the Islanders, they play Calgary the night before. So it it probably won't matter, but the Rangers, you got to take advantage of that. The Islanders kind of did it against the Rangers when the Rangers played the Avalanche, and then the next night they played the Islanders. We we spoke about that, not as an excuse, but just as you know, a talking point. And it didn't matter that Detroit played the Islanders the day before in this case, but hopefully the Rangers can somehow take advantage of that. But that's a big game because, like I said, especially in MSG, the Rangers have a hard time against the Islanders. I'm not very optimistic about that game, but I think they better be ready to go. Uh, they really better be uh, because, you know, things won't get a whole lot easier beyond that. Um, so, like I said, this is a, a very big game for the Rangers. They, they play the Rubbings again in Detroit after that. And then they go to Nashville um, and and the Preds. You know, it's been a rough go for them this season as well. But, look, I, I think that this Islander game is, is an important one for both teams. Um, and, you know, if you kind of come out sleepwalking on that one, I don't know what to say. But 13 games in, plenty of time to go. But really not happy with the way that this team is playing. I've said this for a while now. This this is nothing like last year's team. You got to just forget about that completely. They need to because they're acting as if, you know, nothing is owed to them. Uh, they really, really need to turn it around. Um, and in some ways, they're kind of lucky to even have, like, the record they have is, is almost fortunate. Uh, so we'll see. Gerard Gallant uh, needs to push those right buttons because, you know, things can change very quickly. You could be loved one year and hated the next. Um, and you can kind of tell the Ranger fans are not thrilled with Gallant. You know, there's, there's more issues than just him, but uh, this really needs to turn around. We'll see if it can happen at MSG against the Islanders.